start my sermon with a story there was a couple they often used to go to England especially to visit the beautiful shops there because they so much they liked antiques and pottery especially they liked teacups can you say teacups so this was their 25th wedding anniversary so on this beautiful day these two couple walked into a beautiful shop and they saw a beautiful teacup there and asked the shopkeeper and may we see this teacup because this is something which is very beautiful we have never seen such a beautiful teacup in our lives so the lady handed over the teacup to this couple and as they were holding the teacup cup in their hands suddenly the cup started speaking it's a speaking teacup and the teacup said you don't understand I haven't always been a teacup in my life there was a time I was so red reddish and I was a clay my master took me and he rolled me and he patted me over and over and I yelled at with pain and I said let me alone but he only smiled at me and he said not yet then I was placed on a spinning wheel the cup said and suddenly I was spun around and around and around and I cried saying stop it I feel dizzy and I screamed but my master he just nodded his head and said not yet not yet then he put me in oven I never felt such a heat the teacup said I wondered why he want to burn me like this and I yelled and I had knocked at the door and I could see my master through the little window through the little opening there I could see and I could see his lips just moving and he said not yet finally the door was opened and he put me on a shelf and I began to cool down there I thought it's much better and then he took a brush and he started brushing and he started painting me all over and the fumes were so horrible I thought I will choke at any moment and I cried out saying stop it stop it and he only nodded his said head and said not yet then suddenly he put me back into the oven but this time it's not like the first one it is twice as hot as the first one and I suffocated there and I begged and I pleaded and I screamed and cried out and said through the little opening please leave me please me get me out and he just nodded he said he, he said and said not yet then I knew there was no hope for me I thought I would end my life I thought I would never make it I was about to give up and then he opened the door and he put me took me and he put me in a shelf one hour later he handed over a mirror to me and asked me to look in the mirror I looked myself in the mirror and I said that's not me that couldn't be me it's beautiful I'm so beautiful it cannot be myself 
Now the potter told the teacup, I want you to remember a couple of things. He said, I know it hurt to be rolled and to be padded, but I just left that to happen to you because you will dry up, otherwise you won't dry up. I know it made you dizzy to spin around the wheel, the wheel and I could never stop you because if I would have stopped you, probably you would have crumbled. I knew it hurt and it was hot. You couldn't agree with that. It was so hot in the oven, in the oven but I couldn't take you out. If I would have taken you out of the oven, oven you would have cracked. I knew the fumes were so bad and as I was brushing and painting on you, all over you, I knew that it was too hard on you, but I never could stop doing it because you would not become as hard as you are today. And you would have not probably got any color on you. And if I would have put you back in the second oven, if I would not have put you back in the second oven, you wouldn't survive for long. The hardness and the toughness is make you to hold, hold it together. You are held because I would put you in the oven second time and process you. Now you are a finished product. You are what I had in mind when I first began to work with you. Does it make any sense to you this morning? Does the story make any sense to you? This morning I would like to title my sermon as When a Teacup Spoke. Can you say that with me? When a Teacup Spoke. When we were created in the eternal past, you remember two weeks before we talked about that, we were created in the eternal past. Even before we create, we were created on the face of this earth. When we were created in the eternal past, God had something in mind about each one of us. Today he is making us until we become what he wanted us to be, until we become the finished product. We are all work in progress. All of us sitting here, those who are listening, we are all work in progress. None of the finished product, I believe, they could stay on the face of this earth. Once we are done making, probably this world cannot hold us anymore. We don't belong to this world anymore. We are work in progress. We are vessels of honor. We are rolled. We are padded. We are spun. We are heated. We are brushed and painted and heated again in our lives with a double amount of heat. One day, God is going to make, give a mirror in your hands and see, look at yourself, my son, my daughter. Look at yourself. And that day you will see, you will look it in the mirror, look in the mirror and say, I am totally changed. I don't believe that it is me, it's myself. I'm totally changed, I'm totally transformed. It is exactly the same as how a seed grows, falls in the ground, and the seed transforms itself into a beautiful tree, you know, into a fruit-bearing tree. It is how a butterfly that could come out, a beautiful butterfly could come out from an ugly-looking caterpillar. It is exactly how grapes is pressed to get good-tasting wine. He is our potter. We are the clay in the hands of the potter. Let's turn our Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 1 through 6. Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 1 through 6. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, 
and there I will cause you to hear my words. Verse 3, Jeremiah 18. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred. It got deformed in the hands of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter? Says the Lord, look as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. I want you to understand verse 5 and verse 6, if you can read together. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter? Can you say that again? Can I not do with you as this potter, says the Lord. Look, as the clay was in the hands of the potter, you are in my hands. Today, God is telling us that you are in the hands of God. We are all in the hands of God. And God is asking, can I not do with you as this potter? If you can get the next slide, that's where we say, can I not do with you as this potter? God is asking us, can I not do with you as this potter? You understand, you know, how much, how tough the potter was on the clay. How tough the potter was on the clay to make that clay as a beautiful vessel. And God is asking us the same question, can I not do with you as this potter? What this potter would have done to the clay? Because Bible doesn't say much about it. It talks about a vessel that is marred and a vessel that's beautiful. But that vessel doesn't come just like that. You know, that really made me, it made me to think he would have taken the raw clay through the process. If you can get the next slide. There are a couple of things that he would have done to the clay. The process of crushing. The process of cleansing, cleaning and mixing. The process of forming the body or forming the shape. Bisque firing glazing and again firing you know these are the couple of things if any of you know a little bit of pottery here have you done any time did you make ever a pot in your life no no right i haven't i haven't done actually but i have seen have you seen how pot, pot is made? You have seen some of you? Okay, good. So this is the process. They crush, crushing and cleansing and mixing and forming the body and misfiring and glazing and firing. These are the couple of processes. What is crushing? Crushing, crushing is nothing but hammering and grinding to reduce the particle size to the particle of the raw material to the size that he wants. Cleaning and mixing, the ingredient is passed through different filters or a series of screens or even magnetic filters to remove all the debris and all the oversized particles. Then it can be mixed with, the, with water to become a clay that's pliable. Forming the body, clay is shaped either manually or using a press or mold uh, or uh, you know, in the wheel. Clay is turned into the shape of the vessel that we want, that he wants. Bisque firing, so it's a pre-firing before it's glazed. A pre-firing is very much required for, the, for, for pores to take place. So it, all the volatile material has to go away so that, you know, glaze can be applied. So you know what, how, in what degree the pre-firing is done, or the bisque firing is done? Thousand degrees centigrade. Clay is taken through the furnace at 1,000 degrees centigrade glazing. 
glazing is applied on the pot or on the, on the porcelain vessel by painting or pouring or dipping or, you know, uh, or dyeing or spray, spraying in what different ways. Then the final firing. Final firing is required for the glaze to stay. Now the temperature is increased to 1,300 degrees centigrade. You can imagine how hard it is. Can't even approach that. Many chemical reactions take place at that time. Carbon-based impurities burn out and carbonates and sulfates, they decompose and many other gases escape during that time and further decomposition take place for the clay. And then strong bonding happens inside of it. That is very much required and the bonding even increases when it is cooled down. The liquid glass it has become a material like glass now. It solidifies and it becomes a beautiful porcelain vessel that couple is holding, holding right now in their hands. When God asks us, can I not do with you what the potter has done with this clay? What is your answer this morning? What is your answer? God is asking us, can I not do to you what this potter has done in the life of the clay? This amazing illustration has three different truths. Number one, God knows what he's doing. Listen to me this morning. The potter knows what he is doing. You know, at times we think that, you know, why the potter is taking the clay through this, all these processes. And the potter very well knew that what he is doing in the same way as we are the clays in the hand, clay in the hands of the potter, God, our God knows. Can you say God knows? Little out loud counting, God knows. God knows what he is doing in our lives. Many times we don't understand. Today you may be crushed, you may be padded, you may be cleansed, you may be brushed, you may be painted, you may be heated. But if we resist, we can't become the vessel that God wants us to be if we resist for the changes that god is bringing in our lives if we can if you continue to resist for the things that god is allowing in our lives we can never become a vessel that god wants us to be you know christian life is not just an easy life christian life is not just an easy life where we can come and worship and enjoy together and go away it doesn't really end there it doesn't really end there today. Churches of God taking a different direction today. For the church, it's all about worship and coming together, enjoying and going. There is no transformation taking place this morning, children of God. God wants our life to be changed. I don't see change in my life. I'm really frustrated this morning along with you. Unless the change takes place in me, in you, there is no point in following God. There is no point in following Christ. Psalm 100, verse 3, Psalmist says, Know the Lord. Can you read with me? Know the Lord. He is good. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. He is the one who created us and He is the one who is continuing to work in our lives. We may not know what we are going through today, but one thing I would say, do not resist. Do not resist. I want you to understand what God is doing at this moment in your life. If the clay would have resisted and jumped out of the furnace, the clay could have never become a beautiful vessel. 
allow God to work in your life. Go through what you are going through silently, absolutely, without any, without any complaint, without murmuring. Go through it. Even though it is painful, go through it. Because God is up to something in your life. Even though it, you don't like what you are, where you are. Even though you don't like what is happening around you. You don't like what people are trying to do to you. Go through it. God is up to something in your life. It is easy to resist and walk away from God. And never become the vessel of honor that God wants us to be. Bible says, Jesus said, he is our shepherd. John chapter 10 verse 14. I am the good shepherd. And I know my sheep. What, is an, what an amazing fact to know that God knows us. And I am known by my sheep, my own. God knows our every movement. God knows our every struggle. God knows every pain. Psalm 139 verse 2 says, You know, Psalmist says to God, You know my sitting down. Can you read it with me? You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts afar off. God knows every moment in your life and in my life. It's not that God is closing his eyes. It's not that God is not seeing what is happening. Listen to me. God is not, not, God is not just closing his eyes. God knows what is happening in your life. Are you with me this morning? Can I hear an amen? A louder amen. Still louder amen. God wants us to go through. Don't complain. Stop complaining. You start complaining about your husband. You complain about your wife. How long you complain about them? Go through what God is allowing in your life. If you don't believe God, yes, there is obviously hundred reasons to complain about each other. But if you believe God, silently go through. God is doing something not in his life, not in her life, in your life, in my life. Secondly, even if we get spoiled, we are still in the hands of God. Bible says the clay was in the hands of the potter, but it marred. It became bad. But he did not throw the clay. The clay was still in the hands of the potter. Remember, in your life, what you go through, do not judge, do not think that you are abandoned by God. No, not at all. God doesn't abandon people just like that. If God so much loves those who are living in sin, those who are living in hardcore sin, if God could love them so much, how much more God loves you? Just a simple mistake that you do in your life, just a simple thing that you did that is against God, God doesn't throw you. There are times we don't meet the expectation of God. There are times we are unable to please God. We fail many times in our lives. We walk away from God. We disappoint God. We don't follow his footsteps. We don't read Bible. We don't pray. We don't have any relationship with the God. But we come to, come to church on Sunday morning. I said, it's possible. It's possible. We are Christians. It's possible. Remember, we are still in his hands. We are still in the hands of God. There was a tough time. Once we both got married in our lives. I was doing great things for God. Not, I can't say great things. I was just doing something for God. <laughs> Sorry. Doing something for God in the church where I belong to, with the pastor where uh, I am <clears throat> under him. It was under him. And Joy was busy working among the students and all those things. And, but when we put together, that didn't work well. 
We had a tough time in our marriage. We struggled and we had to have, we had a good relationship, but we struggled to have a good relationship with God. Never expected. Nobody prophesied. We had a silent period for a few years where we were not just doing anything fruitfully to the Lord. We thought two entities coming together, doing great things for God, when we put them together, it's going to explode. We're going to do great things for God, but it went in the other way. Have you experienced in your life? Yes? Wow. Yes? Okay. I don't want to put you in trouble when you go, home, go back home, right? Even I should be careful. So we had a silent period. We went to church. We prayed. I'm not saying that we walked away from God into sin. We did everything. Our spiritual life was tossed by frustrations. Frustrations because of my previous involvement with the church. And life situations. But one thing we knew, we were in the hands of God. Amen? We were in the hands of God. We were just waiting for God, you would revive us again. God, you would revive us again. That was our prayer at that time. Isaiah 64 verse 8, can you read with me? But now, oh Lord, can you read out loud? You are our Father, we are the clay, and you are our potter, and all we are the work of your hand. You know, God works. It's not that God worked in our lives and brought us into what we are today. It is the work of God that continues in our lives. As I said, we can be a Christian. We can never allow God to work in our lives, and still we can be a Christian. But we are talking about someone who allows God to work in our lives so that we can become what God wants us to be. If we think that our life is not going well, if we think that we have a broken relationship with God, if you are not unable to, unable to understand, you are unable to understand anything that's happening in your life right now, remember the clay was spoiled, but the clay was still in the hands of the potter. It's possible that you are in the hand of God but you don't have a relationship with God, that's possible still. You are in the hand of God, but you may not have a proper relationship with God. But remember, as long as you are in the hands of God, there is a chance that God is going to work in your life again. Can I hear an amen? As long as you hold on to God, as long as you are in the hands of God, there is a very possible chance that God is going to work in your life and he's going to bring you out of that situation and make you as a beautiful vessel. Many times we don't allow the saddest part of Christianity today is many times we don't allow the word of God to correct us. And God does that correction through the spiritual authority that God has set over your life and my life. And many times we are not willing to listen. Instead of correcting ourselves at times we rebel against and say that I can't correct myself. Don't try to correct me. Don't try to change me. If we do it, I will not come to church. I will stop coming to church. We are living in that kind of Christianity today. God cannot make us the vessel that he wants us to be. That's the saddest part. Today, corrections are no more accepted in the churches. Have you gone around the churches today? Have you visited many churches today? 
Have you seen pastors rebuking and correcting, instructing the believers? If you do that kind of preaching, people will stop coming to church because we are living in a time where we don't want correction at all. And if we don't allow correction in our lives, how can God work in our lives to bring us, to make us a beautiful vessel? Correction, making changes, bringing changes, instructing us, correcting us, those are the things will change our life. Those are the things will make us as a beautiful vessel. Children of God, this morning I want you to tell me, tell one thing. Just do not walk away from the precepts or do not walk away from the path in which we were brought in our lives. The church before 30 years, 40 years, 60 years, we, I want you to think about those churches. The amount of corrections, the amount of instructions, the amount of care, the amount of rebuke that we have experienced in the churches. I, have, I remember very well in my life, I was made to stand in front of the pastor and he was correcting me, he was instructing me and he was telling horrible things about me just to get me in the right way, right track. And I had to obey to that pastor if he, I acknowledge that he is the spiritual authority over me. Today God expects church to turn back so that God can do something totally. Jeremiah, if you can read with me. Jeremiah 18 verse 4. Yeah, go ahead and read please. So he went ahead and he made the clay that was marred into another beautiful vessel. And thirdly, something good is going to come out of us. Can you say something good? Something good is going to come out of our lives. When the clay went to the process, went through the process of becoming a vessel, even though you did not expect that change, you expect that pain in the life of the clay, even though it did not meet, after all the struggles, it not, did not meet the expectation of the potter. He continued to work in the life of the clay to bring something beautiful. God wants to do that in our lives too. You know, God wants to bring something beautiful in our lives too. God will, will do that in our life. And he will bring our later life brighter than the former life. I want you to believe this. He will bring the later life much more brighter than the former life. You know, we experience that in our lives. God wants to do that in your life too. It's not the life that we are living today. It may be much better, little better, or it may be worse than the former life. But God is promising this morning, as long as you hold on, as long as you allow yourself to be in the hands of the potter, God will make something good out of you. But there is one condition. Can you say condition? Let's look at what the condition is. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 and 21. Can you read with me? But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Verse 21. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the later, that refers to, if you read the previous scriptures, that refers to the corruptions and the wickedness in the church among the children of God. Can you read together? Verse 21, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the later, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. God wants our lives to be seen as a beautiful vessel. And for that to happen, 
We need to sanctify our lives. We need to allow God to work in our lives. We need to allow God to cleanse our lives and wash our lives with his blood. Without that, we can never become a vessel of honor. When you look at the vessel of honor, we realize how much the vessel has gone through. I don't talk about any men of God specifically, but in general I say, there are many saints of God in this world. Not those that you see today. You may not see, you may not know any of them. But there are saints of God. There are people very closely follow God. There are people who are done away with the things of this world. They are faithful. They are sanctified. They are holy. And we look at somebody like that. The first thing that comes in our mind is what the clay went through in its lifetime. What this man or woman have gone through in his lifetime and her lifetime that made him, made her as a woman who is honored by God, a vessel of honor. It doesn't come just like that. It comes when we allow ourselves to be corrected, allow ourselves to be molded, allow ourselves to be instructed. Bible says, Peter put it, puts it in this way. He says, whenever faith gets tested in many ways, it is going to result in praise and it is going to result in honor and glory. Shall we read 1 Peter 1, 7, 1 Peter 1, 7, that the genuineness of your faith can read with me, being much more precious than gold that perishes. Though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Today our faith is getting tested. Today we are going through many tests and temptations on the face of this earth. But God wants you to allow God to work in your life through all these things that we, we, we go through in our lives. Finally, God is still working in our lives. One more scripture read. We read and we are going to get into a time of prayer. And that scripture says God is not done with us anymore. We are still in the God hands of God. We are still in the hands of God. Let's read Isaiah chapter 43 verses 18 and 19. Very well-known scripture. God says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. You know, this is a very important scripture. Can you read that again with me? Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Last week we spoke about it as we were getting to a time of prayer. Do not remember the former things. There's no point in keep telling, telling, telling what had happened, what he has done, what she has done. Stop telling those things in your life. Why don't you just come out of those things, those former things in your life? <clears throat> Sometimes we say that I, I was great somebody, I was somebody great, I did this, I did that in the past. Why don't you just stop telling those things and say what we are doing today? Do not remember those former things. Many of our past is ugly. Many of our past was not at all great. There are times we were standing in front of the idols and we were worshiping idols. There are times we were walking behind people, not following God. There were, there were times we became fans of pastors and evangelists and preachers and prophets. We were no more listening from God. But this morning, God is telling us it is time to forget those former things. Do not consider the things of old. Verse 19, behold, I will read with me. Verse 19, behold, I will do. Can you read with me out loud? I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. It is very important to be found in the hands of God. Shall we all arise this morning as, close, as we close? <clears throat> Some of the closing thoughts. 
as the clay was in the hands of the potter. God says, we are in the hands of, the part, hands of God. As the potter knew very well what he was doing to the clay, our God knows very well what we are going through today. Even though things are not going well in our lives, remember still we are in the hands of God. And after all these struggles that we go through on the face of this earth, something good is going to happen in our lives. This morning, shall we close our eyes and get into a time of prayer this morning?